Act 4. You know since Pentecost the sum is due. And since I have not much opportuned you, nor now I have not, but that I am bound for Persia and want guilders for my voyage, therefore make present satisfaction, or I'll attach you by this officer. Even just the sum that I do owe to you is growing to me by Antipholus, and in the instant I met with you he had of me a chain. At five o'clock I shall receive the money for the same. Pleaseth you walk with me down to his house. I will discharge my bond and thank you too. That labor you may save. See where he comes? While I go to the goldsmith's house, go thou and buy a rope's end. That will I bestow among my wife and her confederates for locking me out of my doors by day. But soft, I see the goldsmith. Get thee gone. Buy thou a rope and bring it home to me. I buy a thousand pound a year. I buy a rope. A man is well hope up that trusts to you. I promised your presence and the chain, but neither chain nor goldsmith came to me. Well, like you thought our love would last too long if it were chained together, and therefore came not. Saving your merry humor, here's the note. How much your chain weighs to the utmost carat, the fineness of the gold, and chargeful fashion, which doth amount to three odd ducats more than I stand debted to this gentleman. I pray you see him presently discharged, for he is bound to see and stays but for it. I'm not furnished with the present money. Besides, I have some business in the town. Good senor, take the stranger to my house, and with you take the chain, and bid my wife disperse the sum on the receipt thereof. Perchance I will be there as soon as you. Then you will bring the chain to her yourself? No, bear it with you, lest I come not time enough. Well, sir, I will. Have you the chain about you? And if I have not, sir, I hope you have, or else you may return without your money. Nay, come. I pray you, sir, give me the chain. Both wind and tide stays for this gentleman, and I to blame have held him here too long. Good Lord. You use this dalliance to excuse your breach of promise to the porpentine. I should have chid you for not bringing it, but, like a shrew, you first began to brawl. The hour steals on, sir. Pray you dispatch. You hear how he importunes me? The chain. Why, give it to my wife and fetch your money. Come, come, you know I gave it to you even now. Either send the chain or send me by some token. Fine. Now you run this humor out of breath. Where's the chain? I pray you, let me see it. My business cannot brook this dalliance. Good sir, say whether you'll answer me or no. If not, I'll leave him to the officer. I answer you. What should I answer you? The money that you owe me for the chain. I owe you none till I receive the chain. You know I gave it to you half an hour since. You gave me none. You wronged me much to say so. You wronged me more, sir, in denying it. Consider how it stands upon my credit. Well, officer, rest him at my suit. I do, and charge you in the Duke's name to obey me. This touches me in reputation. Either consent to pay this sum for me, or... I attach you by this officer. Consent to pay thee that I never had? (sighs) Arrest me, foolish fellow, if thou darest. Here is thy fee. Arrest him, officer. I would not spare my brother in this case if he should scorn me so apparently. 
I do arrest you, sir. You hear the suit? I do obey thee till I give thee bail. But, sirrah, you shall buy this sport as dear as all the metal in your shop will answer. Sir, sir, I will have law in Ephesus to your notorious shame. I doubt it not. Master, there is a bark of Epidamnum that stays but till her owner comes aboard, and then, sir, she bears away. Our frauded, sir, I have conveyed aboard, and I have bought the oil, the balsam, and aqua vitae. The ship is in her tram. The merry wind blows fair from land. They stay for naught at all but for their owner, master, and yourself. I'm now a madman without peevish sheep. What ship of Epidamnum stays for me? A ship you sent me to? To hire a waftage? Thou drunken slave. I sent thee for a rope and told thee to what purpose and what end. You sent me for a rope, and as soon you sent me to the bay, sir, for a bark. I will debate this matter at more leisure, and teach your ears to list me with more heed. To Adriana, villain, hie thee straight. Give her this key, and tell her, in the desk that's covered o'er with Turkish tapestry, there is a purse of ducats. Let her send it. Tell her I am arrested in the street, and that shall bail me. Have thee, slave. Be gone. On, officer. To prison till it comes. To Adriana? That is where we dined. Where Dousabelle did claim me for her husband. Oh, she's too big, I hope, for me to compass. Thither I must, although against my will, for servants must their master's minds fulfill. perceive austerely in his eye that he did plead in earnest? Yea or no? Looked he or, or red or pale or, or sad or merrily? What observation madest thou in this case of his heart's meteors tilted in his face? First he denied you had in him no right. He meant he did me none. The more my spite. Then swore he that he was a stranger here. And true he swore. Though yet forsworn he were. Then pleaded I for you. And what said he? That love I begged for you, he begged of me. With what persuasion did he tempt thy love? With words that in an honest suit might move. First he did praise my beauty, then my speech. Did speak him fair? Have patience, I beseech. I cannot, nor I will not hold me still. My tongue, though not my heart, shall have his will. He is deformed. Crooked, old, and sere, ill-faced, worse-bodied, shapeless everywhere. Vicious, ungentle, foolish, blunt, unkind, stigmatical in making, worse in mind. Who would be jealous then of such a one? No evil lost is wailed when it is gone. 
Ugh. But I thank him better than I say. And yet would herein others, eyes were worse. Far from her nest, the lapwing cries. My heart prays for him, though my tongue do curse. Here, go. The desk, the purse. So he now my case. How hast thou lost thy breath? By running fast. Where is thy master, Dromeo? Is he well? No. He's in tartar limbo, worse than hail. A devil in an everlasting garment hath him, one whose hard heart is buttoned up with steel. A fiend, a fury, pitiless and rough, a wolf, nay worse, a fellow in all buff. A back friend, a shoulder clapper, one that countermands the passages of alleys, creeks, and narrow lands. A hound that runs counter and yet draws dry foot well. One that before the judgment carries poor souls to hell. Why, man, what is the matter? I do not know the matter. He is rested on the case. What? Is he arrested? Tell me in whose suit. I know not in whose suit he is rested well, but he's in a suit of buff which rested him, that I can tell. Will you send him Mistress Redemption? The money in his desk? Go fetch it, sister. This I wonder at, that he, unknown to me, should be in debt. Tell me, was he arrested on the band? Not on a band, but on a stronger thing. A chain, a chain. Do you not hear it ring? What, the chain? Oh no, the bell! To something that I were gone, it was two when e'er I left him, and now the clock strikes one! The hours come back? That did I never hear. Oh, yes! If any hour meets a sergeant, it turns back for very fear. As if time were in debt. How fondly does that reason? Time is a very bankrupt and owes more than he's worth the season. Nay, he's a thief, too. Have you not heard men say that time comes a stealing on by night and day? If he be in debt and theft and a sergeant in the way, hath he not reason to turn back an hour in a day? Go, Dromeo. There's the money. Bear it straight and bring thy master home immediately. Come, sister. I am pressed down with conceit. Conceit, my comfort, and my injury. There's not a man I meet but doth salute me as if I were their well-acquainted friend, and everyone doth call me by my name. Some tender money to me, some invite me, some other give me thanks for kindnesses, some offer me commodities to buy. Even now a tailor called me into his shop and showed me silks that he had bought for me, and therewithal took measure of my body. Sure, these are but imaginary wiles. Lapland sorcerers inhabit here. Master, here's the gold you sent me for. What, have you got the picture of old Adam new apparelled? Oh, what gold is this? What Adam dost thou mean? Not that Adam that kept the paradise, but that Adam that keeps the prison. He that goes in the calfskin that was killed for the prodigal. He that came behind you, sir, like an evil angel, and bid you forsake your liberty. I understand thee not. No? Why, tis a plain case. 
He that went like a bass viol in a case of leather. The man, sir, that when gentlemen are tired, gives them a sob and rests them. He, sir, that takes pity on decayed men and gives them suits of durance. He that sets up his rest to do more exploits with his mace than a morris pike. What, thou meanest an officer? Ah, sir, the sergeant of the band. He that brings any man to answer it that breaks his band. One that thinks a man always going to bed and says, God give you good rest. Well, sir, there rest in your foolery. Is there any ships put forth tonight? May we be gone? Why, sir, I brought you word an hour since that the bark expedition put forth tonight, and then were you hindered by the sergeant to tarry you for the hoy delay. Here are the angels that you sent for to deliver you. Oh, the fellow is distracted, and so am I. And here we wander in illusions. Some blessed power deliver us from hence. Well met, well met, Master Antipolis. I see, sir, you have found the goldsmith now. Is that the chain you promised me today? Oh, Satan, avoid. I charge thee, tempt me not. Master, is this mistress Satan? It is the devil. Nay, she is worse. She's the devil's damn. And here she comes in the habit of a lad wench. And thereof comes the wenches say, God damn me. That's as much as say, God make me a lad wench. It is written they appear to men like angels of light. Light is an effect of fire, and fire will burn. Ergo, light wenches will burn. Come not near her. You and your man are marvelous merry, sir. Will you go with me? We'll mend our dinner here. Oh, master, if you do expect spoon meat, or bespeak a long spoon. Why, Dromeo? Mary, he must have a long spoon that must eat with the devil. Avoid then, fiend. What tellst thou me of supping? Thou art, as you are all, a sorceress. I conjure thee to leave me and be gone. Give me the ring of mine you had at dinner, or for my diamond, the chain you promised, and I'll be gone, sir, and not trouble you. Some devils ask what the parents of one's nail. A rush, a hair, a drop of blood, a pin, a nut, a cherry stone. But she, more covetous, must have a chain. Master, be wise, and if you give it her, the devil will shank her chain and fright us with it. I pray you, sir, my ring, or else the chain. I hope you do not mean to cheat me so. Avaunt, uh, thou witch. Come, Dromeo, let us go. Huh, fly pride, says the peacock. Mistress, that you know. Now, out of doubt, Antipolis is mad. Else would he never so demean himself. A ring he hath of mine worth forty ducats, and for the same he promised me a chain. Both one and other he denies me now. The reason that I gather he is mad, besides this present instance of his rage, is a mad tale he told today at dinner, of his own doors being shut against his entrance. Belike his wife, acquainted with his fits, on purpose shut the doors against his way. My way is now to hie home to his house and tell his wife that, being lunatic, he rushed into my house and took perforce my ring away. This course I fit as choose, for forty ducats is too much to lose.
Dear me not, man, I will not break away. I'll give thee, ere I leave thee, so much money to warrant thee as I am rested for. My wife is in a wayward mood today, and will not lightly trust the messenger. That I should be attached in Ephesus, I tell you, will sound harshly in her ears. Here comes my man. I think he brings the money. How now, sir? Have you that I sent you for? Here's that I warrant you will pay them all. But where's the money? Why, sir, I gave the money for the rope. Five hundred ducats, villain, for a rope? I'll serve you, sir, five hundred at the rate. To what end did I bid thee hie thee home? To a rope's end, sir, and to that end I am returned. And to that end, sir, I will welcome you. Good, sir. Be patient. Nay, tis for me to be patient. I'm in adversity. Good. Now hold that tongue. Nay, rather persuade him to hold his hands. Thou whore, son, senseless villain. I would I were senseless, sir, that I might not have to feel your blows. Thou art sensible in nothing but blows. So is an ass. I am an ass. Indeed, you may prove it by my long ears. I have served him from the hour of my nativity to this instant and have nothing at his hands for my service but blows. When I'm cold, he heats me with a beating. When I'm warm, he cools me with a beating. I am waked with it when I sleep, raised with it when I sit, driven out of doors with it when I go from home, welcomed home with it when I return. Nay, I bear it on my shoulders as a beggar won her brad, and I think when he hath lamed me, I shall beg with it from door to door. Come, go along. My wife is coming yonder. Mistress, rest by Sphenum. Respect your end, or or rather, the prophecy like the parrot, beware the rope's end. Wilt thou still talk? Oh, how say you now? Is not your husband mad? His incivility confirms no less. Good Dr. Pinch, you are a conjurer. Establish him in his true sense again, and I will pay you what you will demand. Alas, how fiery and how sharp he looks. Mark how he trembles in his ecstasy. Give me your hand and let me feel your pulse. There is my hand. And let it feel your ear. I charge thee, Satan, house within this man to yield possession to my holy prayers and to thy state of darkness hear thee straight. I conjure thee by all the saints in heaven. Peace, doting wizard, peace. I am not mad. Oh, that thou wert not poor distressed soul. You. Minion, you, are these your customers? Did this companion with the saffron face revel and feasted at my house today, whilst upon me the guilty doors were shut and I denied to enter my own house? Oh, husband, God doth know you dined at home. Or would you have remained until this time free from these slanders and this open shame? Dined at home? Thou, villain, what sayest thou? Sir, sooth to say, you did not dine at home. 
Were not my doors locked up and I shut out? Purdy, your doors were locked and you shut out. And did not she herself revile me there? Sans fable, she herself reviled you there. Did not her, her kitchen maid rail, taunt, and scorn me? Certes, she did. The kitchen vestal scorned you. And did not I enrage depart from thence? In verity you did. My bones bear witness, and since it felt the vigor of his rage. Is't good to soothe him in these contraries? It is no shame. The fellow finds his vein, and yielding to him humors well his frenzy. Thou hast suborned the goldsmith to arrest me. Alas, I sent you money to redeem you. By Dromeo here who came in haste for it. Money by me? Hard and good will you might, but surely, master, not a rag of money. Wentst not thou to her for a purse of ducats? He came to me and I delivered it. And I am witness with her that she did. God and the rope maker bear me witness that I was sent for nothing but a rope. Mistress, both man and master is possessed. I know it by their pale and deadly looks. They must be bound and laid in some dark room. Say, wherefore didst thou lock me forth today? And why dost thou deny the bag of gold? I did not, gentle husband, lock thee forth. And, gentle master, I receive no gold. But I confess, sir, that we were locked out. Dissembling villain, thou speakest false in both. Dissembling harlot, thou art false at all. And art confederate with a damned pack to make a loathsome, abject scorn of me. But with these nails, I'll pluck out these false eyes that would behold in me this shameful sport. Oh, bind him, bind him, let him not come near me. More company. Oh, the fiend is strong within him. Ay, me. Poor man, how pale and wan he looks. What, will you murder me? Thou, jailer, thou, I am thy prisoner. Wilt thou suffer them to make a rescue? Masters, let him go. He is my prisoner, and you shall not have him. Go bind this man, for he is frantic too. They offer to bind Romeo of Ephesus. What wilt thou do, thou peevish officer? Hast thou delight to see a wretched man do outrage and displeasure to himself? He is my prisoner. If I let him go, the debt he owes will be required of me. I will discharge the air I go from thee. Bear me forth with unto his creditor, and knowing how this debt grows, I will pay it. Good Master Doctor, see him safe conveyed home to my house. Oh, most unhappy day. Oh, most unhappy strumpet. Master, I am here entered in bond for you. Out on thee, villain. Wherefore dost thou mad me? Will you be bound for nothing? Be mad, good master. Cry the devil. God help. <laughs> Poor souls, how idly do they talk. Go bear him hence. Sister, go you with me. Say now, whose suit is he arrested at? One Angelo, the goldsmith. Do you know him? I know the man. What is the sum he owes? Two hundred ducats. Say, how grows it due? Due for a chain your husband had of him. He did bespeak a chain for me, but had it not. When as your husband, all in rage today, came to my house and took away my ring, the ring I saw upon his finger now, straight after did I meet him with a chain. It may be so, but I did never see it. Come, Gowler. 
Bring me where the goldsmith is. I long to know the truth here of at large. God, for thy mercy, they are loose again. And come with naked colts. Let's call more help to have them bound again. Away. They'll kill us. I see these witches are afraid of guns. Huh. She, that would be your wife. Now ran from you. Come to the centaur. Fetch our stuff from thence. I long that we were safe and sound aboard. Faith, stay here this night. They will surely do us no harm. You saw they speak us fair? Give us gold? <laughs> Methinks they are such a gentle nation that... But for the mountain of mad flesh that claims marriage of me, I could find in my heart to stay here still and turn witch. <laughs> I will not stay tonight for all the town. Therefore, a way to get our stuff aboard. Pendant Shakespeare, also known as The Wild Bill Variety Show, Comedy of Errors, Act 4, featuring the voice talents of Dave Morgan as Antiphilus of Ephesus, Catherine Pride as Adriana, Mindy Rast Keenan as Dromeo of Syracuse, Christopher Gilstrap as Dromeo of Ephesus, Pete Milan as Antiphilus of Syracuse, Rochelle Hager as Luciana. Aiden Rudd as Angelo, Jordan Gottlieb as the officer, Sarah McKenzie as the courtesan, Daniel Whitelaw as Pinch, and Kristen Bass as the second merchant. Written by William Shakespeare, adapted for audio by Colin Kelly, directed by Landon Bell, assistant director Sven Halverson, music by Landon Bell of soundcloud.com slash Landon Bell. That's L-A-N-D-O-N. B-E-A-L-L. Produced by Pandan Productions. This production is copyright 2015. Pandan Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Thou art a villain to impeach me thus. I'll prove mine honor and mine honesty against thee presently, if thou darest stand. Next time, on the Pendant Shakespeare. Be quiet, people. Wherefore throng you hither? To fetch my poor, distracted husband hence. Let us come in, that we may bond him fast and bear him home for his recovery. I knew he was not in his perfect wits. I, I, I tell thee, Syracusean. Twenty years have I been patron to Antiphilus, during which time he ne'er saw Syracusa. I see thy age and dangers make thee dope. Most mighty duke, behold, a man much wronged. I see two husbands, 
Ormana has deceived me. One of these men is genius to the other. And so of these, which is the natural man and which the spirit? Who deciphers them? Errors are resolved. Will you walk in to see their gossiping? Only at PendantAudio.com.